Who's that guy? Hi. Who is that guy? Who's this guy? Hey, fellas. Who's this guy? Who's this guy? Who's this guy? Who are you? I'm nobody. No, 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 no. I know you. I know you. He was at that party with me, the one I was telling you about. Well, no, Who is no. it? Remember? He, he's Jimmy's brother, the guy, the singer. He's no. the guy with the beautiful voice I was what telling you about. No, no, Jimmy's no. brother. Me, oh my God! Sing for us, sing. Oh, it's not me. No, you fucking lying. Well, I don't mean to, you know, accuse you guys of being ill-informed. My but... brother came all the way from Scottsdale, Arizona, to be here tonight, and you're not gonna sing for him? Fucking bullshit. Sing. You're sing. a fucking singer. You sing, and you sing good. Sing it again. Like a bird. No, I know. I just, I, I want to. You want a line of cocaine? No way, man. Yeah. The sound of a pod starting right there. Oh yeah. All right. So two codependent high school seniors are forced to deal with separation anxiety after their plan to stage a booze-soaked party goes awry. This is Basement Cinema, and tonight we're talking super bad. My name is Zach Chavone. I am here with Nick Gallant and Bill Barry, the original crew. Um, super bad. I think I speak for everybody here. Uh, one of my favorite, our favorite comedies uh, that we've seen in probably the last 20 years, maybe ever. Um, so I'm t- I just want to jump right into this one. Uh, I've said this for a while. I think this is the defining comedy of our generation. Uh, Bill, you're, what, a year or two older than us? So Yeah, know. we fit right in there, I think. I think yeah, the same. Yeah. yeah. It came out in 2007. Um, so right when we were all in high school, I think it just, uh, you know, we relate to this movie very well. Um, so obviously, you know, I don't love the synopsis that I just read off IMDb, but you know, the movie sex is a big issue in any teenager's life. And when you boil it down, uh, this movie is about two seniors in high school who are trying to lose their virginity. Um, however, you know, as most comedies usually do, the movie rounds out to be in more about how genuine relationships and friendships are more important than, you know, one random night of sex. So I like how they can include that kind of theme and message in such a fucking hilarious movie. Um, Nick, why are we talking super bad tonight? You talked us out of Mission Impossible 2 to do this one. So, yeah. <laughs> what, what do we got? Well, one, I just I just love the crew. Like just uh, the Seth Rogen crews. I think he kind of spearheads it with him and Bill Hader and, and, and Jonah Hill even and Michael Sarah to an extent, just sneaky in this one as really perfect for the role uh i just think the crew is the funniest out of all the all, all of the comedy crews that have been around i think he's better than sandler's crew overall i i just i love those guys i think it's it's kind of like stoner comedy to an extent where it's just like dumb and it's just all stuff that you know it's relatable to us and we always kind of make similar jokes um like stupid things that we notice like we'll talk about some things later in the podcast that are things that you know only kind of like like i said not that we're like pot like stoners but like stuff that we would pick up like when he talks about attack of the clones being like yoda's favorite or uh yoda's pride and joy yeah it's like stuff like that just, it's, it's it's hilarious yeah so for me i just i love the crew um you know it's it's just a perfect comedy and this is the one that kind of headlines it all i, I know forgetting star marshall's close there as a, a close too but um what would you just, say is more quotable between this and forgetting sarah marshall 
This one for sure. I just rewatching it. I think just in every scene, there's two or three horrible moments, and I I was even just writing down quotes myself, and it, it was tough to kind of like keep the list a little bit shorter. I just think it's 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 hysterical. Like it's some of the things that they talk about, and some of the like their original ideas. And I'm pretty sure it was just Seth Rogen and Jonah Hill, and um, that were coming up with these these jokes that they actually kind of use throughout multiple movies. Don't forget Evan Goldberg, dude. And it, I know I was, I was blanking on the name. Yeah. Evan Goldberg wrote pretty much all of them, right? So it's it's him and Seth Rogen. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, because they they were like the childhood friends that this movie is basically based off. Yeah. Like so them, them as high schoolers or teenagers or whatever. Yeah, I, I just think it's 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 the most it's relatable. I mean, it's it's definitely like I think Zach, you and I have talked about this at length. It's it's like our point in time. It came out like while we were that age, going through the same thing. It was like perfect. it's. Yeah, like I think we probably are more relatable to that than a lot of other generations. So, yeah, definitely, I would say top three comedy for me. Bill, uh, first of all, I'm—I mean, I'm always honored to be on here. So, whatever you guys are watching, I'm down. So that's that's reason number one that I rewatched it. Um, number two, yeah, I am this class. Like, yeah, I uh, I saw this. The week after I graduated uh, high school, and um, and I remember so much of it sort of came out of nowhere. Although I do remember, like I was watching this movie and I I kept being like, oh, that was in the trailer. Like I remember the hype about it that there was a lot of uh, hype about the trailer on the yeah probably like um, Apple.com slash trailers. Yeah. I hit it up. You know? Yes. Um, Great drop. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> the apple.com trailer thing no joke it's like <laughs> yeah the, the you had to like load anyways uh full full stop for now yeah i'll uh i'll probably be able to articulate more as we go on yeah for sure um yeah i, I agree with you on like the hype around this i remember the trailer because it had certain quotes that still live up now um i just remember being really excited going in and then being like even more blown away after I was, it's funny. Cause one of our friends, Eric Horner was texting me before, right before we started this. And um, he, he was saying, yeah, that like you, you're doing super bad. That's probably the hardest I've ever laughed in theaters. Yep. And I'm trying to think of a movie that made me laugh harder. And it was, it was this in wedding crashers. I got another one too. This is the end. Same crew. This is, yeah. This is the end is up there. Yeah, I, I would still game. say super bad, dude. I was in tears. And I think the whole, I, I haven't heard a crowd laugh like that. Aside yeah. from Wedding Crashers, as far as my own personal experience goes, ever. I think it was like, it was, it was a really uh, great experience being in the theater to see this one. I actually it, brought two of my, two of my friends to go see it again, like the night after I watched it because I was so excited and, and I needed other people to see this and laugh with them in theater, <laughs> you know? Oh, that's awesome. Um, so, as as I was saying earlier about it being, you know, the defining comedy of our generation, I was thinking about, like, other old school comedies that were kind of, you know, they were part of their own generation. And I was going back and, you know, how Dazed and Confused was, was uh, big in the 70s. I think it was, like, 75 or 76. And... 90s. What do you mean? Took place took place in the yeah, 70s. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, it's similar to this one because it's like all placed in one day. Yep. 
Um, you know, it, it has a lot of the same, uh, like a lot of the same themes to it. It, it, it like it, for that one, I think it was what their final, final day in high school. Yeah. It was the last day of school. It was the last day of school yeah. where it's super bad. This was like, I think you said there were three weeks left or whatever. Yeah. So it's towards the end of their thing. Um, it's about, you know, having sex, drugs, parties, you know, f- overall friendship. Um, and then you got, you know, the eighties, uh, was the breakfast club and Ferris Bueller were two of the big ones that I wrote down. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, breakfast club being a little more dramatic, I would say more about like prejudices and, and stereotypes and how that can really affect kids, uh, in that era. And, um, then you move on to the nineties and it's like, there are so many freaking nineties movies that relate like so many nineties high school comedies. Um, you know, there's, she's all that there's clueless, can't hardly <laughs> wait, never been kissed. But the ones that I think Nick, you'll, you'll love this as well. Um, I'm not sure how Bill feels about these movies, but the American pie movies are the ones that define the nineties to me. Yep. Uh, mostly the soundtracks <laughs> of that, <laughs> of those movies, but just it's it's a lot of the same stuff it's all about kids trying to lose their virginity in high school um and i i'm a big fan of one and two um i like them all so good yeah i mean american wedding was was good it's just the first two were were great um yeah i go back and rewatch those all the time bill are you a fan of the american pie movies i haven't seen them what really (laughs) it's like i almost feel like i i was i understood so much what they were because of how much they affected like all of pop culture i feel like i know them i might have seen american wedding yeah what was that like 2006 or something yeah um, it had to be like early 2000s and i don't know i mean in the same vein i i did hit up like the scary movie like series um all right scary movies but i like these types of movies they they uh, they're little time capsules that they, they capture like the pulse of what it's like, um, what the world is like to an 18 year old, a 17 year old in a way that it's a very, it's a very cogent way to capture the time and place and, and the, the world around you at that time, especially in comedies, right? Because the comedy, like with Superbad, I was thinking the whole time, you know, the, the role of good comedy is, is to always be looking where is the line right now in our society? Mm-hmm. Where, where, uh, where can we bring our joke to until then somebody goes, Oh, 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 <laughs> a little, you know, it's a little too much. And, um, in that respect, I think that, uh, super bad was important in that, in that regard as well. It's, I, it's, it's funny talking about t- Zach because you were bringing up like the different decades, how every decade and generation kind of had their own group. Like this one, ours is probably the Seth Rogen group. The 90s was probably Sandler. The 80s was probably the Rat Pack. The 70s was probably Chevy Chase and Bill Murray. It's just kind of funny how that worked out. And they always kind of join each other on, in different movies. That's true. Yeah, that's a good point, Nick, with all those different groups. Um, to, to keep, to move on to, so I, as far as the, that was for the 90s, um, I was doing the early 2000s, like the 2000s. Basically, what I had was super bad and Mean Girls. And I don't know how you guys feel about Mean Girls. I'm a huge fan. Oh, and yeah, I think it's great. Yeah. Tina Fey. Yeah. Yeah. Tina that. Fey. Yeah. Um, and I think it captured Lindsay Lohan. Was that right before her? Like, Descent 
think it was <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah that was kind of uh her her peak i would say and then she just kind of plummeted after that i don't know what the hell happened um but that movie you know um more about fitting in and how high school and clicks can really affect um girls and and really anyone at that age so it's a little different as far as the themes go but you know then you have i think that was 2006 and then 2007 was super bad and goddamn um, kind of started all those too like the that groups those movies that's the first one right yeah so I, I think i have that in random facts how it was like a lot of their debuts um not exactly uh jonah hill but it was his first time starring in a movie do you remember do you remember what movie jonah hill grandma's boy accepted no oh accepted that's oh, I was going to say, I don't remember in Grandma's book. I remember oh, the, the, the uh, high gravity, the steel reserve 12 pack. In Grandma's it, he, oh, I don't remember that. <laughs> he, uh, dude, I remember the trailers for um, Accepted, where it was just Jonah Hill wearing a large hot dog uh-huh. outfit going, ask me about my wiener. Yes. And it was like, dude, I was like, it, obviously, uh, you know, I was 16 or 15 at the time. I was like, that, that is the funniest thing. <laughs> So did you see that movie? Because I actually recently rewatched it and it's still it's actually hilarious. Really? It's really stupid. But oh, I watched it recently really, too, really actually. Yeah. Yeah. You know, some of the humor doesn't hold up um as much as it did when I was like, you know, in like a teenager, but it was it's still pretty funny. Gotta check that again. Yeah. Blow stuff up with my mind. Yeah. <laughs> really, really stupid shit, but um yeah. Um I think we we hit a lot of good points about you know why why we love it so much and again this is definitely the hardest I've ever laughed in theaters um, the the group like you said Nick of uh, like Bill Hader Seth Rogen you know Evan Goldberg uh, writing it and even introducing Michael Sarah um, it was it all just worked out really really perfectly and there's a bunch of little cameos by people oh. in this. The cameos make the film. I mean, yeah. it's, it's, it's it, my guy, it's, Bernard. It's Apatow, it's Apatow and Paul Feig. Um, it's all their people, like from all their TV shows. I love it. So, but that's why I love Nick, this at the end is they bring them all together in, in that party. Yes, they, they bring For everybody sure. in that. But Nick, it's so funny because Bill, we we talk about this guy. Nick, what the hell is his name? I have it written in the Bernard, dude. I, don't, I honestly don't even know his name. No, so he's he's Bernard from uh, Santa Claus. The Santa Claus. He's like the main elf from the Santa yeah, dude, Claus. Dude, it's David Crumbles. Crumbles. Yes, yes, boy. David Crumbles. So <laughs> we don't know his actual name. It's always it's always just Bernard every time we see him. Dude, Crumbles um, was a uh, Crumbles was I mean, saw Freaks and Geeks, which uh, yes. was like a predecessor to Superbad. Uh, Seth Rogen obviously was in it. Um, um, it. Judd Apatow, sort of the creator, and he was like a he had like a small arc as the love interest of Lindsay, the main character. And I think again, that's how he kind of like moved in to get a cameo in this one. Mm. Love that. Yeah, God, I, I love that guy. He was so good in this too. He had the long hair; he was all coked out. Dude, he's got that, like that one, one and a half minutes of 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 lines, and it just captured. It's just the whole movie is just like <laughs> that's what I thought of the most is like the the. 
the, threat, the weirdly threatening in like a strange way. But yeah, also, he like, was. It's he, like it's you can't tell if he's just messing or if he's he's just out of his mind or if he's he's got a he's got a shiv. He's and he, he's he's obviously on some heavy drugs in the scene. You know, like playing like he, like he's on some heavy drugs, so you don't know if he's gonna snap. You know, like we prior to this uh, prior to recording, we were just talking about the guy playing Al Capone and how, you know, like you never know how he could just kind of flip a switch like that. Like he kind of has that thing going for him, where he goes up to Michael Sari, slapping his cheek, and he goes, "Come on, come on, sing!" Like, <laughs> like, Dude, it's so the the way that he walks up, and, and it's it's. I, there are so there are a lot of scenes in this movie that I I would it would have be happening and I go there's no way this was scripted, uh, you know th- this is if you wrote it on paper, uh, it would <laughs> language couldn't capture the delivery and so, but dude the way that this the guy he's like, you know the guy the guy wait a minute, who's that who's that guy? And then <laughs> wait, the guy wait, wait, up, he's hold like, on, don't get, we need to talk about that scene in length because I that's my favorite scene. Oh, All right, we can we'll we'll break that down a little <laughs> a bit. We'll, we'll come back scene. to it. We'll come back to it because you're right. It is. It's the fucking best scene. It's so. Who's fun. that guy? <laughs> it's Jimmy's brother. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, Bill. No, it's his kid brother. It's Jimmy's, kid, <laughs> yeah. it's Jimmy's kid, dude. Calling someone your kid brother is like the funniest thing ever. <laughs> we'll start doing that for Pat. Yeah, <laughs> P, little P. Um, Zach, remember we thought he was Oscar Isaac. Like oh Bernard's in Star Wars, <laughs> that was definitely you. I never thought that. Oh, maybe it was Lewin Davis. Brutal. <laughs> brutal. I never, I never confuse. I would never confuse him with Oscar Isaac. Yeah, Nick, Nick, that was embarrassing, man. Dude, it was like, <laughs> it was like, it was Lewin Davis. He, they kind of look similar, no? They, they I can really, see where you really get do. it. They I can really see where do. you get it. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah. Mm. It was like it was before he was a thing. I think it was before Star Wars. I think it was, I think it was Lewin Davis. Um. All right. Let me. Uh. Let's bang out the random facts before we get into the uh the other category. There's there's some decent ones on here. Um. So I think I mentioned this earlier. Writer writers Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg started the script when they were just 13 years old because, uh, and I quote, "We just wanted to see if we could write a movie." Uh, the lead characters Seth and Evan are named after the writers Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg. Pretty cool. I can't believe I never picked that up. <laughs> yeah, it took me till uh, about an hour ago reading these that I figured that out. Um, wow. So this was the film debut of Emma Stone, which it's kind of crazy to look back on, like all the all these people. So it's wow. a film debut of Emma Stone as Jules, uh, Jonah Hill's first leading role, which I mentioned earlier, and the film debut of Christopher Mintz Plas, which is McLovin. I don't I think I'm saying that right. I'm not sure. Um, Nick, you'll like this one. This was Roger Iwami's first and last role, the kid who plays Maroki. <laughs> no way. <laughs> Dude, he was going to be the guy I want to get a beer with. By the, I, I, I feel like I don't follow the rules. I'm sorry, but like I'm skipping ahead. He was my choice. Like a, Maroki. <laughs> so much fun. They're having the most fun. I love dude that's that scene where where they're doing the cooking and he puts the whiskers on Maroki and Maroki does a little cat hands is I was in tears on my couch watching it this uh earlier I was dying um it's, it's good shit right Maroki um 
So, oh, th this is a good one. Too. I never noticed this, and I didn't. I didn't go back to see this, but I guess Danny McBride is in the background at the house party scene. Nah, -uh. get out of here. It's it's, it's gotta be the, the older house party, right? I didn't. I, I'm not sure. It says the house party scene, so that could mean the one at the end, or it. Stand could by, mean... stand by. I'm get, I'm pulling that. I'm image looking it up here. right now. Yeah. Yeah, look, look that up on Google as we go through. Seeing um, it, you're right. YouTube. You're right. You're right. Yep, it's older it's one. as he's gagging. It's as he's gagging about the period blood. Um, for the first time. So he's at the, the first house party where the kid gets oh, the yeah. shit out of him. Correct. Yeah. Okay. All right. That's interesting. That is wow. wild. So, yeah, I was I was mind blown by that. I'm like, why the hell didn't they give McBride some lines? Like, I don't know. And uh, also, you know, you know, who how do you I talk mean? to McBride and not give him lines too? He wasn't. Know, he, right? he wasn't in anything yet. I would assume he wasn't McBride yet. Basically, he does. He's uh, he's found yeah. hadn't yet come out and. Uh, Okay. Yeah, but why couldn't why couldn't they make him the guy who goes, dude? What's on your leg? I'm saying, dude. I mean, you're not <laughs> like, wrong. You that. You're not wrong, dude. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting that he was just like, one of those guys that they threw in as an extra. So I I wonder how yeah, that came to be. I wonder how like how they threw him in there, but I don't know. Maybe we'll never know. Um, I also realized that uh, th this is me. This is my find. You guys probably noticed noticed this at some point, but Young Dwight was in the background from The Office, Clark Duke. He was in the background what? at the second house party. Uh, as the girl is trying to convince, or no, as, as Becca. What do you mean, young Dwight? What do you mean? Young Dwight from The Office, Clark Duke. Rain Wilson? The kid the kid who, uh, look, like, you know, they oh, call him Young Dwight like or whatever. Se seasons eight and nine. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Dude, that's where I recognize that kid from. Yes, his name is Clark Duke in real life. Clark Duke. Um, and he was in the background. I, I love that kid. I think he's hilarious. So I was I was kind of pissed they didn't give him any lines either. But he was in the background as like uh Becca is trying to convince Evan uh Evan to go upstairs with her at the end. <laughs> that's wild. um that's right. What a stacked like extras cast. That's unreal. It's, it's all it's all like every scene there's there's a guy and it's like, yo, Becca's my boy. Or yeah. you know, it's yeah. uh, this is uh like an ultimate uh, Bill, I don't know if you've listened to any of the rewatchable pods, but they do that uh, that that guy um, category. It's like that guy that you don't know his actual name, but you see him in a bunch of movies. There, there's a million of those in this. Um, so to keep going on this list, uh, Seth's comment about Fogel <clears throat> looking like a future pedophile as he's looking at the uh, license, the ID, uh, was ad libbed. I thought that was pretty funny. Because uh, he, he does look like a fucking pedophile in that picture. Uh, <laughs> Nick, you're, you're, yeah, you'll love this one too. The semen conversation was mostly improvised. <laughs> lasted for about four minutes and it was edited to under a minute for the final cut. Like, I would have loved to hear that that ramble for four minutes. I can only imagine what they, what they said. Dude, I bet there's like 10 seconds more funny stuff and the rest is not funny. Because that, that's, <laughs> yeah. it strikes me with movies like this, the editor gets the hardest job because like the, the, the nature of improv is that it's like, it's like 5% gold, but you, you just have to keep going. They probably, they probably always have to like go through so much stuff of just like, whoa. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. That's, that's a good point. I mean, they, they definitely took it out for a reason, but I'd be interested to hear it. I want. Yeah, me too. Me too. I, I had the option to watch the unedited version, 
I'm, I'm sure I've seen it at some point because I've seen this movie so many times, but I watched the, the original version just to, uh, just for the sake of the pod. I um, wonder if there's more of that in the unedited version. How long was the edited version-ish? Do you remember? I'm not sure. I'm sure like, you can... Like under two hours? I think it was... Uh, I want to say it was right around two hours. Okay. Um, but I can I can check that real quick. I'm thinking that I may have accidentally watched the it's, extent. I think it's I did too. Is, it, is, it, is Netflix showing it right now? It's hour. Netflix. It's on Netflix. It's an hour and 53 minutes. I, I watched that one, yeah. The original version. Because there were scenes I actually never saw before unintentionally oh it's, it's only five more minutes um yeah anyways yeah. um according to the dvd commentary the night that evan describes to becca earlier in the movie is beat by beat what seth rogan evan goldberg and their friend sam fogel did <laughs> they were in high school so Oh. But we're, we're talking about the scene where, um, you know, they, they flash back while he's telling Becca. He's like, yeah, just so many crazy. It's just <laughs> nice to go out. It's just nice to see people, talk to just different people. It's it's nice to get out there and converse, you know, with, with older people who have seen so much. And, you know, I talked to one person who's climbed eight mountains in his life or whatever, whatever it was. Yeah. And, you know, they're, meanwhile, they're flashing back and they're at, like, Seth, Seth's dad's backyard cookout and they're just, like, with, shotgun like, and like His colleagues, with, like, <laughs> yeah. with, like, with, like, the people he works with, like, one guy's, like, holding his wife, protecting her against these, like, strange people. Yeah, they're, they're flash back. I think he said, like, yeah, so we, we had some beers, we were hanging out, and they flash back and it's uh, them shotgunning <laughs> beers. Like, like, right? And, oh, yeah, and Seth, Seth is punching the other two in the dick as they're shotgunning <laughs> <laughs> then yes. they, they go up to the bouncer at a bar right and he like kicks him out and then uh is it mclovin he, he's like fuck you yeah and he, like, lifts his shirt yeah, yeah. mclovin's raising his shirt him. Yeah. and then michael sarah's character is like we're really gonna do this right now like in the back <laughs> talking about <laughs> yeah they, he's like yeah we we uh we went to a nightclub and she's like you got into a nightclub he's like we got right in yeah right in <laughs> <laughs> Um, I, I think that's, that. that's awesome that that can. It, it says, yeah. "Oh, and I quote, beat by beat, what they did." Uh, and I can, I can imagine <laughs> writing that scene like it. It's it's perfect. I I love that. Um, the scene where Evan accidentally winds up in the room with the guys doing cocaine, which we were referencing earlier, is actually based on a real incident from Rogan and Goldberg's younger days. Nuh-uh. They attended a party when they were fourteen. Uh, meant to say goodbye to a local stand-up comic who was moving, and Rogan's mom took them. Fourteen. Uh, I guess it, this is in quotations. Everyone started doing blow, says Rogan, and Goldberg <laughs> adds that the house was owned by a midget and a bodybuilder who were a couple, and there was a pig. <laughs> <laughs> so it sounds like they downgraded it a bit to not get like the X yeah. rating. Yeah, like imagine what was going on there if everybody was doing blow and the house was owned by a fucking midget and what did, what did I say? A midget and a, a bodybuilder who were a couple. And they're a couple. And there and there was a pig. That was the end of the the thing. And there was because that, that's not even believable. The, no. Like the reality is not even How do you believable not, in that like, case. I they didn't even put that's the like, pig. all right, whatever. They put a bodybuilder and a midget. Let's try you're trying too hard. 
Been there, done that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You're right. It wouldn't have been believable. Um, no. And then the uh, the penis drawing scene required. <laughs> Uh, quote, enormous legal complications getting it onto the screen. Uh, every single drawing had to be approved individual by the studio's legal department, uh, individually, and we would get notes back saying, too big, too veiny. That's so no way. funny. <laughs> Imagine the people who are, like, the ones who have to okay this, and they're, they're like, looking at every picture, and they're like, nope, too many veins. Like, can't do that one. People, and, like, they, they know they don't people know want what they're talking about, man. Like, they, they, brought, like a, they bring tuna sandwich to work every day, man. Like, <laughs> trying to act like they know what's going on. Unbelievable. These people spend, like, half a million dollars in, like, law education, and are just, like, studying, like, penis drawings. <laughs> penis drawings. Dude, they just... Too veiny. Nope. Anyways, let's not go <laughs> in too hard on these these fine uh, professionals, but yeah. <laughs> I'm sure they're doing a great job. Indeed. Um, so that's that's all I got for uh, for random facts. I thought there were a couple really good ones in there. Um, I wanted to. So we don't do this this uh, category every time, but I wanted to touch on the legend of category that we sometimes do, and I put McLovin in there because. He just, like that whole thing just became so legendary. Like I remember friends getting fake ID, like the, the actual fake ID that says McLovin, and like I think one of my friends in high school had one hanging from their uh, rearview mirror. Um, in, in their <laughs> I, like I, I um, my freshman year in my dorm, I had a, uh, you know, probably blown up ten times. Jack worked at a uh, a photo studio at the time, so he would just print free free stuff. <laughs> And I laminated it, and it was this beautiful, huge McLovin ID. I had it like, <laughs> like above my door in, the, in my dorm. Every, everything well, they, about that. Oh, God, Nick. No, I was going to say, like, his, his 40th birthday, according to his ID, was last week. And, like, we had people on Instagram and stuff posting about it. Dude, like, I, that dude, doesn't I, happen. I, like, watched, it, I yeah. watched it on that day. Really? Oh, awesome. <laughs> yeah. Which I was wild. That, I, I forgot you mentioned that in our group chat, Nick. Uh, that it's kind of fitting that we're doing this movie now. Yeah. In honor of McLovin. Shout out McLovin. Shout out McLovin. And not not Muhammad. <laughs> just just it's just one word, not even a first name. Yeah. What are you it's fucking just... share? Who who are you? Seal? <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> first of all. Oh, oh, um, his retort to that reminded me of, and I think it's some of the same like writers, assistant writers. But in the other guys, with, with the um, oh, such an underrated comedy. Wow. With, with the um, the 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 tuna, uh, the, the and, and the lion. Oh my God! Yes, Will Ferrell's we, response. Will Ferrell retorts like very logically, like <laughs> oh, like, yes, like, yes. like an academic, and he's like, "Well, this didn't go how you thought it would." Uh, you lose that battle, my friend. <laughs> right, right. You lose that battle nine times out of ten. That, that McLovin scene reminded me of that. Yes. Dude, that movie flew under the radar. Like, I definitely didn't see that in theaters. That was one I caught on, like, Netflix years later. And so funny. Like, oh, absolutely best. hilarious. We have to do that one. That one? Yeah. and that's, uh, a, that's an extremely quotable one. Have you guys seen The Nice Guys with Ryan Gosling and Russell Crowe? Dude, you know I love that movie. It's a great Masterpiece. Movie. Yeah. Like, unbelievable comedy yeah nick i know we, we've talked about that one before yeah you're a big fan of that as well yeah bill i know by judging by your reaction you're a huge fan as well so funny i've never heard of it <laughs> yeah i love it dude. i love it um 
So, you know, to, to touch on McLovin a little more, I love the vest that he comes out in. I, I, I look like Aladdin. You look like Aladdin. Dude, how about like the, the, the soundtrack is like all like mm. 70s, like funk. Dude, I'll, um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get into that with dumb notes. I was confused about like the era this took place in for a long time. Oh, <laughs> so <laughs> because of the it. music, you're right. It it gets like kind of confusing because you don't really like the way they're dressing. Yeah, the way they're dressed uh, too. Yeah, I mean, you got to think. He he did borrow Seth borrowed uh, Evan's dad's shirt, so it wasn't like it and was. Probably, his, but so sorry. I mean the the the. the the title "Super Bad," um, I believe, is a James Brown song, and I think that they were sort of—it's um, always juxtaposed. I mean, Office Space, right? Like Office Space, when the guys like the random hip hop, they beat up like the <laughs> printer, and it's like it's juxtaposing. <laughs> these are the least badass people against like the most hardcore stuff, and. <laughs> that's, always, that's a nice that's a nice like flavor um i'm wondering anyways. if it's i'm wondering if it's like when it actually happened with, with, seth, with seth and evan like maybe that was just like that time period which would probably be like the what early 90s maybe or late 80s yeah maybe yeah. Yeah. hold there but i'm sure there are little hints that if you go back you can you know you can find um, um one of the bigger things for me was the uh the beer can labels not that any of them yeah were real because i don't think they could get any actual uh i think i read something about that actually they couldn't get like any of the rights to to any of the actual uh liquor or beer uh labels but they look like old Coors light cans like really old styled cans so i don't know but then yes. you go you go in the uh convenience store early when uh evans buying seth the uh the red bull and the stuff in right. there kind of looks more modern. modern. <laughs> That's so yeah. interesting, Nick. I never would have thought about that, but you're right. Yeah. And even the font in the like the title is kind of like 70s-ish. Yeah. And all the funk music. Just like yeah. every oh, time they're just... they're coming off of the bus. Dude, or... the soundtrack is like this time around. I was like, dude, this it's is so fire. Did, did you guys dude. did you guys happen to notice the song in the credits is made for the movie? It's like a funk song that they made, and they're talking about McLovin and the dick drawings. Oh my if, god! If you guys go back, just go back and watch the end credits. It's on Netflix. Just go back there and watch it, and they're showing the montage of the dick pictures, and there's a, a funk song talking about McLovin and like veiny dicks and and whatever. I I couldn't tell you exactly what they say, but God, it was hilarious. Um. <laughs> Dude, you know what I'm seeing right now? I was just Googling uh, to look up the soundtrack. But, Zach, I'm, tell me if I'm stepping on your toes. I'll, I'll start this fact. You tell me if you already have it. Um, no, go ahead. About Seth Rogen, like, uh, what, who he was supposed to play. Um, it says that he, he was supposed to play Seth. and But, like, it was a seven-year thing where they were trying to get it made. So he had to the cop instead i i remember reading something about that but it's it's funny that you mentioned that because i think jonah hill is only actually like two years younger than seth wow. rogan in real life but he just looked younger wow. so they casted him um 
but it would have been interesting. I'm, I'm so glad it happened this way because I love Jonah Hill in this oh, movie. Yeah. I love Seth Rogen as the cop Michaels. That's I wild, think, man. You're right. They're two years apart. Yeah. It's it's funny. Like, Seth Rogen must have just looked, like, way older. But he, I guess, Dude, like... He, Seth Rogen's only 39. <laughs> oh, man. He does not look good. He doesn't look like <laughs> a good I would have thought, thought mid-40s, yeah. Yeah, um, late 40s, mid 40s. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, nice guy. <laughs> no, well, one thing. of the funniest guys ever. Yeah. The, the best laugh of all time. Do <laughs> uh, <laughs> the Seth Rogen laugh. <laughs> Do the Seth Rogen laugh. Uh, um, uh, so it's just, uh, I have a couple things written about McLovin. So I had the fake ID, I had his vest. Uh, his relationship with Slater and Michaels is just one of the things that awesome. carries it carries the movie. Uh, it was like on rewatches, it's probably the thing I look forward to going back to. Like every time they cut away from him to go to Seth and Evans thing, like I love their story too, but I love it so much more when they cut back to Michaels and Slater and him. Yep. I think that that's hilarious. Uh, <laughs> I just wrote down him closing with Nicoletta. Like the fact that he actually ended up closing because he had that fake ID that said McLovin. I love the verbiage. <laughs> I love the verbiage of closing. <laughs> I've never heard that before. Yeah. It's just funny because, you know, earlier in the movie, he he has that extremely it's awkward scene clock. where he's following her down the hallway and he gives her the time. Yep. It's 1023. And she just has <laughs> she has no idea what he's talking about. It's like what? She just turns around and walks away. Well, those heads like bobbing to her ass too, like walking back and forth. <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's um, McLovin's character this time. I I love watching a movie I haven't seen in ten years uh, because I realize how much I can bring to the movie because I've lived ten more years. And I, I'm thinking differently, but thematically, there were so many more things that I realized this time. Mm. Uh, and McLo- I, I, McLovin really like carried a big subplot of that. I thought. Mm. Uh, yeah, I think I think you're right. Um, I, I it's it's funny when you go back, especially movies like this, like comedies, because there's so much that kind of brings you back to either the first time you watched it or just things you pick up because. Like I said, I saw this movie in theaters with some of my best friends and I went back to see it with them. And I remember like the crowd laughing and like what scenes people were absolutely dying in theaters at and all that. So it's, it's always good to revisit these after a long time. And this is one I probably hadn't seen in a, in a couple of years. I hadn't watched this in a while. Um, so that's all I got for McLovin and The Legend of. Uh, I did. I just I had this little category called Slater and Michaels. Um, just because I wanted to talk about these guys in life. Yep. So this is like, I, we can kind of tie this into the favorite scenes thing. Um, yeah. You know, so I, I wrote down, I, I sent this guy, I sent this to you guys. Uh, I wrote down basically all their things. So from, from the start to the finish of the movie, you first see them in the liquor store when they're talking. <laughs> What's her name? Mindy or Cindy? Mindy. Hello, Mindy. Mindy. Yeah. <laughs> Karen, because Bill's doing the uh, what, what Seth Rogen and Bill Hader are doing when they're trying to describe the height of they the get, person who attacked McLovin. Tell me when to stop. Tell me when. Tell me, to... 
And then Seth Rogen looks like at the there's... character and he's like, okay, I'll start here and, and you start. Well, okay, we'll meet. <laughs> just, it makes no sense what they're doing. But like they can just ask, like, how tall is the guy? Yeah. Whatever 5'10 is, he was 5'10. <laughs> Dude, that lady that lady is like the most you know the concept of a straight character uh, a, a straight man in comedy is is the the one who's normal and is reacting normally of just like what are you talking about it's that lady and it's emma stone i think are like the only straight men in this movie who just yeah who act according to what's going on just normal life it's just like what this right. is, you're being kind of weird <laughs> Everything about is, that is he scene. like me or yeah, is he like me or like a woman who's like a woman. Or... Yeah. <laughs> trying to figure out his race. Was just someone... like can't ask race. Okay, it was Jewish. The lady says Caucasian. He looks like and you. They're like, oh, she was Jewish. Whoa, Caucasian. So, an African Jew wearing a hoodie. <laughs> like, a lot of that's that's what they land on. Like how the <laughs> hell? How the hell did these guys get this job? Like they are so bad at this job, it's not even funny. I, 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 like that, I, I forgot about the dynamic that like Hater is kind of a vet, and Seth Rogen's like on his first few months. Six months in. Six yeah. months in. A, lot, a young Padawan, as he says. <laughs> the force is strong with this one. Yeah. <laughs> you know Yoda. Yoda. From, uh, Yoda. Back of the clones. Back of the clones. <laughs> that to me, that reference to me, when you talk about how Yoda is recognized from of all movies, Attack of the Clones is just one of the, like, subtly one of the funniest things of the entire movie. It's the, yeah. It's so it's, fucking it's, stupid. Even if he, <laughs> like, it's like, so, even if he had said the Phantom Menace right. Revenge of the Sith, it wouldn't have been as funny. It's, it's right. Attack, Attack of the, the Clones is one of the worst movies ever made. Especially, yeah. yeah, and it's just the fact that the way Hater says it too, you know, Attack of the Clones. Attack of the Clones. This, this, guy, this guy totally like saw this movie a few years ago with like, with like his kid and is trying to be hit. Right. He's trying to. Yeah. Exactly. Um, I have the, uh, yeah, so I, have, I had the liquor store, I had the bar call. Which the whole thing in the bar between chasing down oh my God. Guy, where Michaels uh, just has absolutely no idea what he's doing. He pulls his gun out. He asks Slater if he should shoot him. <laughs> and like, he, he just like walks up to go, stop right here. Yeah. <laughs> Please cease and desist or something yeah. like that. He's just got no idea. Um, and then the, the final scene in the bar where they're talking about uh, Slater's wife and how she was a whore. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, uh, you were mentioning Never meet your wife so at many, a bar. <laughs> so many quotes in this movie. Are, I knew that I quoted a lot, but uh, watching the movie, uh, I realized how many of these quotes that I still say, and I don't even remember that they started with this movie. But one of them is, uh, is when Bill Hader is just like... Uh, it's like, oh, uh, my wife, uh, my ex-wife, who is a whore, by the way. <laughs> who is, in fact, a whore? Um, Zach, Jake, that. Jake and I used to quote all the time, the met the, met the missus at Pink Bowl. I was just about neck. to say that. <laughs> and then we just hit it off. We, naturally, we hit it off, like, after that. Shot her in the neck. Shot her in the neck. You never want to meet a woman at a bar. Seth Rogen's face when he's saying that is so fucking funny because he's just like in shock that McLovin would ever think of that, like meeting a woman at a bar. Um, it was this bar. 
This bar, actually. It was the same bar. <laughs> Slater's just, like, looking down at his beer. Like, he's like, really raw still about it. This yeah. It's a bit raw. Yeah. This bar. Yeah. It was this bar. Um, <laughs> yeah, and then all the, all the way up to the very end where, you know, oh, my God, how about, how about uh, Hater getting the call? on his uh his radio and there's that guy who's screaming <laughs> there's so much blood oh my <laughs> God. and he just turns it off can we get uh can we get 17 17 road beers yeah can we get 13 beers to go please? 13 beers to go please yeah um yeah up to the very end and right before he says that he's he talks about uh how like oh yeah we get a call we can't pay for these so we just can't even pay for the beers that they just drank and then he asks for 13 more to go. Like, <laughs> I didn't every, that. Everything about that is just so funny. Um, and I got a, a little quote here from when they're talking about, I think McLovin asks him how it feels to like have a gun. And he goes, it's like having two cocks if one of your cocks could kill someone. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely love that. Um, having a shoot off in the street after slugging beers in a cop car and then running <laughs> Like they're they're oh, drunk. Oh. They're having a shoot off in the street, shooting at a stop sign, and then they hear sirens and they go, "Cops!" <laughs> they get back in the car and stop running <laughs> Just completely natural about it too. Yeah. Um, oh, the cops! The uh, the flashlight lightsaber fight that leads to hitting Seth with the car. <laughs> Love that. Um, giving McLovin a cigarette and then trying to convince him to like tell the story after they hit Seth with the car and Seth Rogen just hands him this and he's like breathing in deep McLovin ah McLovin McLovin <laughs> oh yeah, uh, Zach that was one that this time around I was like I forgot about that line yeah. but I remember how often I would talk about that line breathing in deep life short uh, it, it's, like, it's, it's like your favorite it's like your favorite dog is like laying next to you and you're like end of a long day you're just like oh buddy. <laughs> i know it yeah. um what else do i got here i got uh michael's puking from chasing down Evan. <laughs> it's just beer it's just beer <laughs> he's the fastest kid alive best kid alive he's the best kid alive um busting up the house party uh at the end Oh and shit! My- it's the cops. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh shit! It's the cops. Uh, I love how the part where they're taking McLovin out at the end, and they're dragging him out in the handcuffs or whatever for to to boost his rep up. Um, and they, you know they're like, "Oh, caught him! The infamous McLovin. We caught him." Uh, and then Jesse, that douchebag from the beginning, spits on the cop. And Bill, or he spits on Bill Hader, and Bill Hader just takes the mic stick and fucking knocks him out with it. <laughs> one thing that occurred to me in that scene, a that was like on my notes as one of my favorite moments, right? It's, it's so it's so viscerally awesome. But number two, dude, like you can see so much of a glimpse of Bill Hader as Barry in that moment. <clears throat> Barry, um, Barry has the same. The way that his eyes like open up and he and it's like oh i'm gonna run away now like i don't know it's a scary look in his eyes that he has that's a great little note because you're absolutely i never even i never thought of that until you just said it but you're so right he does like barry has that kind of thing where he can kind of flip a switch and uh 
you're like, holy shit, this guy's terrifying and he's probably going to kill everyone. <laughs> Barry is just a fucking phenomenal show, by the way. Barry, can't dude. Wait. Can't Love wait Barry. for season three. That's a great call, Bill. Agreed. Um, my last thing I had for Slater and Michaels was torching the cop car and uh, referring to the the move that uh, Slater does is I think it was called the awkward spiraling pigtail in the car. <laughs> he goes, what, what, what he goes he's, he's not usually this drunk, but he does that. Does yeah, that. Exactly. <laughs> it's not usually this drunk, but that could make it more cool. <laughs> so we'll see. <laughs> so he, he does this all the time. Yeah. In six months. Right. Like the fact that they had to get McLovin to sign off on a report saying that while they were while he was getting mugged, they jumped out to save him, and then a crackhead stole the car. Uh, <laughs> uh, deep cut, great line. When they hit Seth with the car, um, um, and then Bill Hader gets out of the car, and and he says very quietly, "Not again." Or something like that. Or like, I can't believe this is happening again. Like, this has happened before to them in the six months that Michaels has been on it. It's just incredible. And then, how about the, uh, as far as the quotes from that scene, Bill, is the spread your shit. <laughs> See, oh, 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 oh. One that I also on the forgot that I used to do all the time. He's on the pavement. <laughs> he goes, um, it like cuts back. And it's it's still he's still riffing and and we know like how legendary that Bill Hader is as an improviser. So you know there was like a half hour, but they just have this. He's like, uh, like hold his hand, hold his hand like he's your sister. (laughs) (laughs) So funny, dude! It's so ridiculous. So funny. That's one hundred percent improvising. Oh yeah, there's no way they wrote that. Um. That's all I got for Slater's and Slater and Michaels. I think those two guys really like, given how great everyone else is and how funny the movie is, even without them on screen, I think that they carried the movie for me. Like I said earlier, it's like any scene that they were in, I was a hundred percent locked in. They were so funny. Um, so we, we went through a lot of scenes already. Um, I have a little favorite scenes list and I also have, um, what have over here? It's awkward encounters because I think this movie had some of the most awkward encounters that you could possibly imagine. Um, to go through those first, the uh, I wrote down the getting bullied by Jesse at the beginning and getting spit on. I just remember the crowd like dying laughing when that when that was going on in theaters. But Evan getting caught staring at Becca's boobs early in the movie was <laughs> oh, that's just. Good stuff so funny to see the first time like that's another one where the crowd was just dying in laughter because his michael sarah's like look away you know after she catches him (laughs) but who hasn't it's a it's part of the thing of just like who who can't identify with that who can't relate to that place it's like you had your anyways yeah, if you're no, male, you're, you're 100% like, right. Yeah. You're in high school and this girl's cleavage is just kind of hanging out over the desk and you happen to notice it. It's, and then she catches you looking. It's like, oh, shit. You do the, yeah, <laughs> just, yeah, yeah. You have to look away like, no, I'm not looking at that. Um, So a lot of this is just Evan and Becca because every reaction, like Evan is just, that's the humor that he has. It's all awkward humor, oh. you know? It's, it's cringeworthy stuff. But Evan and Becca talking in the hallway and I think this is when he like, 
accidentally hits her boob. Walks, walks the high. same way. Yeah. <laughs> and he gives her the, the bye. Bye. Because he, he has to like walk faster to get away from her. Um, I still I still do that. So like, I think that I think that's even a different scene, dude. <laughs> not the not the not the breast punch, I, but the the bye thing. I do that. <laughs> oh, oh you, you don't just punch <laughs> random girls in their breasts. I try not to anymore, man. I'm trying to turn over a new leaf, but <laughs> so they're so awkward. I think that was a different scene. I think like that he like lent her the pen and was like, keep it. And then he, they both sort of walked away. This is right after the story I was talking about the last weekend. And they ended the conversation. And then they both started walking the same way. Right. And he just does like the walking quicker, like right next to her. Bye, bye. And then bye. the punch in the move. I think it's a different scene too. I think you might be right. This is always, yeah. it's always gold. All that ties together because every scene. I think that the, the punch in the boob is. You're right, Nick. Yeah. Like, yeah. What? what? <laughs> I guess I, I don't know. It's a dumb question to ask, I guess. But like, what is the attraction to Evan from Becca? <laughs> like, the kid is just so incredibly awkward and goofy. I guess that that itself could be, could be attractive. But it's just like, the dynamic there is so weird. Like, she's been into this kid for so long, and he can't even muster up the courage to like. He's a nice fella. He's very nice. Too, yeah. Yeah, I, I guess he's very nice. But she probably doesn't even know how nice he is because they barely talk ever. You know, like he, he yeah. doesn't have the courage to even go up to her. It's, but, um, it's, yeah, it's she thinks it's he goes to like point. clubs and stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she thinks he's some crazy partier. And a, a system of, of movies like yeah. this for decades, right, has been like they've been written by men. And so, like, at least the female characters aren't written as like uh, very realistic. In right. this movie, though, I did appreciate how, like, at the end of the movie, I loved. The day after, when? Yep. Oh yeah. Are you okay if we sort of Tarantino this? Just no. Go ahead. You're talking uh, about when they're in the mall. Yeah, but I love that they run into each other, and all four of them are equally embarrassed. And uh, and yeah. then they're like, there was there's this one thing where they're like, do you remember uh, anything from the night? Like, oh, I don't remember much. Me neither. And and it's like I almost wondered if they both kind of do. Um, Oh yeah, they're both kind of a little embarrassed about it. Um, but that I liked that it was painted that like the girls aren't just these sort of one-dimensional um, perfect um, prizes. That they're just they're also people who are trying to figure stuff out. Right. Um, yeah. I I, I I think it's like. Go ahead. Nick. No, I was gonna say I think it was funny too. Like the morning after with with Evan and Seth too. Like how they were super embarrassed and just like. And Seth just leaves after they they have like their awkward exchanges. Like your mom has huge tits and just runs yeah. away. Yeah, he, oh, runs, he stuff, runs out. Dude. Really good. Runs stuff. out of the room. No, I, I love that because, like I said at the the beginning of the pod, it's you know the movie starts off as this like day long odyssey of trying to get booze and go to this party and get laid. But what the movie really boils down to is Seth and Evan's relationship and how that's way more important than you know the one night with these girls. And in a comedic fashion, they end up getting that point across. And like you said, it's they have that like little powwow at the end of the night when they're in the sleeping bags and they they embrace and you know because I just want to <laughs> shout out on the rooftop and tell my I love my friend and it's it's fun to, yeah and it's like it's awesome like it's well comedically uh, timed that it's like it's it's you know it's very it's funny but it's also uh, they're doing a lot of work. I, Especially at the time when it came out, like 
I really considered this when I was watching it this time, like a precursor to I Love You Men, which was a mm. couple of years later. Um, but this whole like emerging thing, comedy's trying to bring, to tackle and like communicate to young men that like, it's okay to have close male companions. Like that, that's okay. And that's, that's important. And, and um, it doesn't mean that you're, uh, you're a lesser man Agreed. Um, we were at the awkward encounters thing. I'm just trying to go back to that. Um, I have this as the most. So I have a, in each movie we do like kind of like sometimes we do random awards and I have the most cringeworthy scene award. This might be one of the most cringeworthy worthy scenes of all time is Evan and Becca's hookup scene. It's just on a rewatch. It's like, I almost need to skip it. I don't ever, but it's like, I think about skipping it every time because from the second she closes the door and she does that, like, like trying to be like sexy, like leaning up against the door thing. And then like goes up to him and kisses him. It's like, this is going to be a shit show. (laughs) Yeah. You know, they just both don't know what they're doing. She ends up puking and giving the whole like, Go get Gabby. <laughs> he just Go keeps going. He, says, he keeps saying something. It's like even when you're he's so very beautiful. drunk. Yeah, he's like even his most drunk. He's just like you're. You're just like the nicest lady. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, that goes back to him giving the toast right before that too. He's like to the respective women. Like the women. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah, yeah, to the respective women. <laughs> and it's so funny because the whole night he's like so set on getting this gold slick vodka for the girl and she's so drunk by the time that he gets there she brings it up and she just like immediately pat like it doesn't even matter and she hands him this (laughs) random bottle of tequila he slugs it back and it's like it's like the whole thing was completely irrelevant never even needed it um that's actually the scene right there that's the scene that uh young dwight is in that i was talking about earlier uh clark dude (laughs) young dwight yeah um but it's also like you know that's the kind of shit that i used to see at house parties like you know th- these 100 yeah you know it, it was it like was that. so accurate like all of that stuff was so accurate even to the you know the whole seth rogan and uh or not seth rogan jonah hill and uh jules like their their characters dynamic is just stuff that you would see the whole time it's trying to get booze for these girls for the party and trying to impress them by showing up with their fake ID and all that stuff. So they just, they did a great job making it realistic and extremely uh, stupid and funny. Um, I, I had that in like my, my dumb notes too, is like, like taking swigs of cheap liquor at that age. How the fuck did we do that? Oh, the, the, like, Zach, remember, and- remember we used to like, Burnett's and like remember we used to like slug like lime bite like Bacardi lime bite. lime bite or yeah I'm sorry the Captain oh. Morgan lime bite me and Nick oh. would me and Nick would like pregame we finished a bottle before game. like a high school game we yeah. would pregame high school basketball games by sitting in our car whoever drove there and before we got in we would pass around the bottle of straight Bacardi lime bite and where would you have got was it something that like from their parents cabinet or like no this was we usually I had an older brother who had friends that would usually get it for me 
What's your brother's name? Oh yeah, no, I'm, I yeah, thought you were talking to Nick. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. My brother's my yeah, brother's no, name no. taken. There was always a way. It's like you know, like they said earlier in the movie, um, Jules could have asked her older brother to get them alcohol, but they asked Seth instead because he had the fake ID and right. Who knows? You know, it's like there was always a way of getting it. Um, you guys are way cooler than me, man. I, I had my, we, we can cut all this out if you want, but I, I, uh, dude, yeah, dude, I, I drank my first beer after I graduated high school. I was at, uh, yeah. Pepper Jack's had like a party where like everyone came. It was like, after we graduated, drank a lot of Coors Light, man. Pepper Jack? <laughs> Not good. A lot of Coors Light. <laughs> I think the first ever drink that I had was vanilla Burnett's. Well, the first ever oh, one of mine was Miller Light. Yeah, you're a beer guy, dude. Uh, Have been since know. the beginning. Yeah, apparently. Right? <laughs> Miller Light. I'll, I'll never forget the taste. It was just like, oh my god, <laughs> how the fuck do people like this? Yeah, like that first taste of like a cheap beer. Ugh. I remember getting a, a bottle of Grey Goose, thinking that like you know when I'm a like a sophomore or whatever I was in high school, thinking that Grey Goose is this like extremely nice vodka that people love and i was like i'm gonna enjoy the hell out of this and i remember having it in a water bottle and taking the first sip and oh I, just just I like, room temperature yeah just uh yeah it's Ew. probably sitting in my pocket or a backpack for the entire day and then you know you go to take a sip of it at the party and it's like oh my god this is bug spray it tastes disgusting and i Dude. drink vodka now so to be fair this i still hate gray goose i'm a kettle guy but I think Grey Goose does taste like fucking bug spray for, for the record. Um, You're right, though. They really didn't nail that, like, that party scene of, like, college and, like, high school. Oh, yeah. Like, it, oh. like the, at, like, someone, some parent's house and something like that. The only you know what other... I was thinking of is Kate Miller's parties. Remember those? Same, oh, yeah. Same. Yeah. Miller. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. That was there. That was a great time. For sure, dude. Um, Wait, elaborate, though. Uh, in, in, in what ways? Like no, just pass around like cheap liquor, chap- like, and just like uh, different. I don't know, just passing around cheap liquor. There was, uh, you know, a motley there, crew there, of people there too. Pool. There was different clicks in every corner. You know, like yep. the outdoor patio had like a whole thing going on where people were just ripping shots and listening to music and having fun. And and, and, and was was there always usually going. usually an element of like a few times at some point there was this element of like who were those sketchy people. That were like in that. Oh room. yeah. Because I remember. Uh, bring the, this up to Eric. If, if, if you talk to Eric about it, uh, yeah, sophomore year we had a guy who who was from Australia, and he was like 35, and we don't know anything else. <laughs> but that yeah, that's what makes me but, think of that. But that's exactly right. So you you know exactly what like that relates to the movie perfectly because that's where Evan ends up, and he's like, what he you know he just tried to make a phone call, and the all of a sudden. Room. He's all of a sudden he's he's singing for these guys who are all coked up and they're probably in their you know mid thirties or that was or the thing too. 20s. Is is the casting of that was like, dude, yeah, this was. I was trying to think because I'm trying to now think how old am I? How old do I feel like I am? And like when I'm watching these people in a movie I saw when I was eighteen, are these how old are these people? Um, I, I would say late twenties, early thirties. Okay. I would, def- I would say I would this: probably- the first party is probably our age, and then the second party is probably—I mean, obviously high school, right? 
the second party, like the end party where they end up trying to go to and then they get to the whole night, that's the high school party. But this one, yeah, probably, probably like, like late 20 year olds, exactly where we are right now. Yeah, yeah, and, 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 like, and then the, 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 cocaine room, the cocaine room was like hard, like 37, 36. <laughs> like they were older siblings of the people, they were Although, they were friends of Jimmy. You know what? My mistake. Although, You're the, absolutely the, correct. The cokehead guy <laughs> had like Jimmy. a frat symbol, or he had like frat letters on, right? I can't remember. Good Maybe. Memory, um, that whole know. scene. I mean, so we're going into favorite scenes. We can jump around if we want. That fucking cocaine scene. I think, is that a From, unanimous for, like favorite scene? Can we talk I, about that I, one? We don't, I mean, talk, we don't even need to talk about another one. Uh, I know we will. It's an all-time scene, dude. It's all time. There are a bunch of recognizable faces in there. Like, uh, even the fucking, the really coked up guy who's going, wow, wow, like that yeah, guy, that's a guy is a recognizable face. And the guy sitting on the couch with the fedora on. Well, that's, that's. You got um, the afro? That's, what's his, he, what's he's his name? Freaks and Geeks. Um, yeah, he's he in a play, lot of he stuff. He's Phil. Um, he's one of those guys. He's, he's Valley, that guy. Jeez, uh, man. Yeah, he's. he's Wait. Incredible, Nick. Wait, you know hold on. Who is that? Yeah, I didn't know what he was in though. Up until uh, it, Silicon Valley, a star. Um, yeah, uh, the Silicon, the Silicon Valley guy. His last name is Star. Martin Star. Yeah. Hilarious. He's in the. Uh, is oh, it the, that's Gilfoyle. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, yeah, Gilfoyle from. Holy um, shit! Are you kidding me? Nick, what's the uh, Silicon Valley? Yeah, Guilfoyle. Um, but again, along with uh, Rogan um, and several others, like was one of the main characters in in Freaks and Geeks. So I, I there was a little. Oh, also uh, the girl who 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 rubs up against Jonah Hill's leg uh, is the lead in, in the, something in else. The, in yeah. the sequel to Freaks and Geeks, which was around two thousand two, called Undeclared. Um, you dance hot. He's in Californication, I think, too, right? Anyone see that? No, I haven't seen that. I haven't watched that, no. That's a good one. But I absolutely love that scene where she kind of screams in his ear because the music is playing, and then he talks back and goes, thank you, and her eyes are like, like, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm dancing for like three songs. Um, But yeah, that, that cocaine room scene is all time. From you know, oh, Bernard, you're, baby, you're Jimmy's brother. It's like the singer, and he's like, "Come on, what what does he say?" Like the my brother flew out here from Scottsdale, Arizona. Scottsdale, good for memory, him. guys, good memory. Sing for him. It's like you're not gonna sing for him. He flew out here. Sing Krumholtz, for him. Crumholtz is like holding. He's like icing. He's like <laughs> pectoral. Like it's like dude. Dumb. He's just he's like Billy. You were getting into it. That's fucking but bullshit. Like, that's fucking bullshit. <laughs> You were getting into it, but the guy that I never really realized until I started really taking notes about the movie was the guy with the the afro. He was just like, "Who's that guy?" <laughs> and just like he just like calmly walks up to him. Why won't you sing for us? Why won't you sing for Dude, us? <laughs> hot take, hot take, man. I think that guy was like secretly trying to help out Michael Sarah because his <laughs> the thing he says is really good advice. He just goes. Don't make this weird, man. <laughs> Sing. 
<laughs> and it's almost like, yo, man, you're in a weird room. Like, sing your way out of this. You'll be okay. Yeah. Just start singing <laughs> so you can get man. the fuck out of here and get to safety. Yeah. Essentially. Um, dude, dude, what's your favorite part of Michael Sarah singing in that scene? Uh, it's got to be like the, uh, it, uh, the part that always like kind of uh, just, I don't know, the part I always remember is when he sings the, he's like, these eyes, like the second oh, time. Cry. Cause it's, it's, like, oh, cry. it's like he's starting to get into it almost. And he's got like the snap going and. <laughs> Zach, that's exactly right. And, and something I was thinking this time in the movie Part of what that make, part of what makes that scene really sing, emotion. Like, okay, so laughter no pun and intended. happiness are like, no pun intended. Laughter and happiness are, are sort of like in the same, I think, like brain chemicals. And part of what makes that scene feel good is that, like, dude, that's they're all like really, really supportive of Michael Sarah. <laughs> like, they're all so cool about making wow. him feel like he's a fucking rock star. Yeah. And, like they're all making eye contact with him. He's very uncertain. They keep doing like nonverbals back to him, and then he'll be like, he'll do this, and then they'll do this. Yeah. It's so funny because you're right. Because there's two there's two ways that that could have went, and it really did go in in Michael Sarah's favor, like in yeah. Evan's favor, because these guys are all fucked up. And and like we were talking about earlier, it could have switched, and they could have been like, this guy fucking sucks. Like, why don't you sing better? Instead, he's singing like shit. He has no idea what he's doing, and these guys are all so into it. It's like they're a little <laughs> family at the moment, and they're so supportive. You're right. The, the, when he says these eyes, and then he goes, oh, I'm crying. That's, <laughs> oh, you I'm do crying. see in his eyes that it's like, dude, that's when he turns, and he's like, I think that I think I can rock. Like, I think I can, can do, do this. this. <laughs> he's like, I can do this. Like, so it, I'm it's on, funny I'm on because the... he's actually living you know, through one of those fake stories that he told Becca. It, it's like, yeah. uh, That's you know, right. you, don't, you don't really think of it at the time, but he's like, you know, he told all these ridiculous stories about shit happening and um, he's actually going through one at the moment and, and he's not ready for it, but he, you know, he does what he has to, <laughs> to get out of it. I love, I love everything about that scene from the very beginning. Nick, what were you going to say? So I'm on I'm on IMDb right like they're so perfect. Tut Long John Silver. <laughs> That's his name. Patrick Manchester. Nah. <laughs> NG, yeah, th these are the character names, not the actor names. Oh, I, Tut I Long John so. Silver. No way. Benji Austin, Billy Baybridge, Coffee Fairmount. <laughs> <laughs> Just like how do they come up with these freaking names for these lineup guys? of absurd names? Yeah, Long Jung Silver is the guy from Scottsdale. The guy from Scottsdale, Arizona, that doesn't say a word. Tut Long Jung yeah. Silver is what he's labeled as. Yeah. That's yeah. fucking perfect. Um, yeah, I mean, so I guess unanimously, that's the winner for best team. It's it's one that is constantly talked about between this group specifically, but even other people that I know that talk about this movie, it's like. These eyes, like people who have never even heard that actual song, start singing it, and God, it's so funny. Um, the singer, it's it, uh, dude. The, it's, the second time he tries to do the chorus, 
Oh man! It's right before like the door gets busted down, dude. That's Michael. I hadn't seen Arrested Development yet when um oh. when I saw the movie. So he, he was like Jonah Hill. So he's this guy, but the way he delivers that. Uh... Oh no! Something that's so funny after that guy breaks into the thing and he goes fight, and then Michael Sarah ends up underneath that fat guy as they're punching him. And he goes, Jimmy's brother, that's right. Keep holding him. Yeah, Jimmy's you can brother. hold him down, Jimmy. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, hold him. What do you mean, hold him? I got to get out of here. But they just refer to him as Jimmy's brother the whole time. <laughs> it's still funny because the, the scene, uh, a couple scenes before that, when uh, when the, the, the weird guy who brings him to the party hits Seth with the car, he does that whole, hey, you know a guy named Jimmy? You look like oh, his brother, man. So, 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 Zach. Great pull. When I was rewatching, never put time, that together. Was like act one, I was like, "Oh my god, this is like this is some Christopher Nolan shit." <laughs> they planted it. I actually never they put that together. It. Hey, you look like Jimmy's brother. You do. Um, just a lean over. Yeah, the, the lean. I, I did text you guys my favorite moment of the whole film. I have to bounce after this, um, dude. When he sink, when he does the bridge. And so it's he goes the hurtin's on me, babe. And, and he like <laughs> and he like swings. He goes and, and then someone deep in the background just is like out of their mind crying, and they're just like, "Talk about the hurt, man." <laughs> so good. That's so golden, Bill. If you have to leave, so that's your favorite scene. I know you were talking about. Do you have a, a, a favorite character? Uh, a fuck that guy and a drinking buddy that you want to go over real quick. Um, I mean, I think the favorite characters for me are, are pretty pretty set on Slater and Michaels. That would be my my you know have a beer with them. Uh, that would be your drinking buddy. You'd, you'd get a beer with Slater and Michaels. I think so. Um... So I have a list of fuck that guys. Um. Francis the driver, which is the guy who hits Seth with the car. Oh, uh, by the way, uh, do you guys recognize him from uh, I Love You, Man? Oh, yeah. The uh, uh, the Here We Go Galaxy guy. Galaxy! Yeah. <laughs> Here we uh, go, Galaxy. He's in, uh, what, what else is he in? I think he's in Role Models. He's in like a bunch of random shit, I feel like. He's a part of the crew. Love, take, me, love crew. take Me Down to the Streets. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you guys know any wings? <laughs> Nobody sings that song. Um, so as far as the fuck it, that guy category goes, I got Francis the driver. I have Mark, the guy who uh, who fights Francis the driver, the fucking psychopath from the house. Um, I have Jesse who spits on uh, Bill Hader, Bill Hader's character, and uh, Jonah Hill at the beginning. Uh, <laughs> I wrote down Jules' stupid fucking friend who says, can you get us booze? The one who, uh, the one who wants the Mike's Killer Lemonade. Right. Uh, she's in the fuck that guy category for me. I have the homeless guy and then the two period guys on top of all the other ones I mentioned. <laughs> <laughs> what do you, you don't like those guys? I just like, you know, they're, they're, I think they're fucking assholes. <laughs> I don't like them at all. That's blood, uh, dude. Uh, he like wipes it on his shirt. That's blood. Fucking blood, dude. 
He's wiping it on him. Um, so if you guys had to pick a fuck that guy, where where would you go? Who would you pick? I got I got Jesse. Jesse's such a scumbag. Yeah, and, and the fact that he gets destroyed by Bill Hader is hilarious too. You know what? Mine would be Seth's whoever uh, Evan. Sorry, whoever Evan's father is, because I I have not seen that man once. Uh, I want to <laughs> know who who's this man's father? Why isn't he around? He does the whole like the thing at the beginning, the very beginning of the movie, where he goes, "At least you get to suck your dad's dick," or whatever. When when uh, uh yeah, when Jonah Hill makes the comment about you know like. <laughs> I'm so jealous you got to suck on those things when you were a baby talking about his mom's tits. That's yeah. oh, so the insinuation maybe is is that is that his dad was never a part of the picture. Fuck that guy. Unless he dies. Unless unless he dies. Fuck that guy. That's a good one, Bill. <laughs> um, I gotta go with uh with Francis the driver, just because like, dude. <laughs> he's got he's got six. Tiger got out of the cage, him. man. Mark. Just chill, all right. Tiger got out of the cage. Mark, Mark. The fact Call your that friends he, again, man. Yeah, like the fact that he he hits Seth with the car. He's wanted for a totally nonviolent crime. He only has seven dollars in his wallet. He takes them to the party that he's not even wanted at, and then he gets the shit kicked out. He of goes him. right to the phone, and he goes he right, goes to, the right phone to the phone to invite his friends. The party, and then gets the shit kicked out of him. Like, fuck that guy. The entire his entire story is just being an idiot. So, Mark, 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 come on, man. You're such a dick, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I, it's tough for me to pick him as fuck that guy because he's hilarious. Yeah. Like, that character is hilarious. And, uh, uh, Bill, drinking buddy, you said was, uh, Slater and Michaels. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, I got the Afro guy from the Coke room. <laughs> Go make okay. this weird, man. Another thing I loved about those that scene is that the whole party sequence is is all everyone in that room is like in different scenes three times before you see them in that room. Yes, just being normal people like passing a joint. Like. <laughs> right. Um, my pick for the drinking buddy is actually the uh, the um, the guy at the party who also works at the liquor store. Who says, sir? Oh my God! Did you do this? Fuck my life! Fuck my life! <laughs> but he—he's at the party and he comes back with all this booze that he clearly stole from the liquor store, and he's so excited to be there and he's off work and he's just ready to drink. Um, that would be my my choice for for a drinking okay. buddy, sir. Did you do this, sir? Did you do that? Like he doesn't seem like an asshole, you know. He was just very calm about it. It was—he seemed like a good guy who just wanted to party. Um, did you guys have anything else to add uh, about one of our favorite comedies and the defining comedy of our generation, Superbad, before we uh, before we let Bill go and jam on his set? I got my notes. I'm going to run through those real quick. Or do you have to go, Bill? Bill, do you have to go? Because we can run through the notes. It's no issue. Can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, let me head out. Um, sorry. Yeah, okay. I, I also have to pee really bad and eat. Um, Bill, it was a pleasure. We're happy to guys. have you back. Uh, we'll we'll keep in touch about on the next, next movie we're doing. Thank you. Always appreciate you guys having me on. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for being on. Uh, Nick, what do we got for stupid notes? All right.
so I got I started off with when the hell is this movie supposed to take talked about that. <clears throat> this is one of my favorite notes of the movie that I actually didn't pick up until Paige told me about this. Jonah Hill flipping his boner into his waistband. Memories like memory talks about that in the convenience store. I had to flip my boner into my waistband, almost blew a load to my belly button. So <laughs> he was talking, but that's literally him talking about the six to midnight thing. Yeah. And he talks thing. about forgetting Sir Marshall. You're right. You're right. They probably just that's took one. It's the same exact thing, but so funny. <laughs> I never thought about I never thought of that. But obviously, the, yeah. The Dave Franco cameo, obviously, like he pisses uh pisses bed, right? I, I put like, that it's soccer, on dude. It's I put that on the Instagram story because after watching that, I fucking yeah. died laughing again. It's like one of those that I <laughs> I forgot about, but like the second that scene started, I was like, Oh yeah, this is the Dave Franco scene. He, he then, pisses his pants or pisses his bed at like age like four or something like that. That was like eight <laughs> years Hill's ago, asshole. Uh, people don't forget people don't forget and that like the way they ended uh, that was so funny when he goes like people don't forget and then they just cut to seth talking about something else like i just i thought that was yeah. fucking hilarious. <laughs> evan we're down two uh, it's, points. <laughs> it's soccer who cares soccer. it's soccer it's soccer greg it's soccer. I had, I, how do we not talk about steven glansberg i guess we were cut on short mm. on time but like steven glansberg it's like, funny that you mentioned him because, so so the thing about Steven Glansberg is that scene is so funny. And a lot of people who have seen this movie even one time remember the name Steven Glansberg. And in, there was one instance probably about a year ago. It might have been to you, too, that I was looking up a GIF for Steven Glansberg. And I just happened to type it in like kind of a Hail Mary on like the GIF thing on the iPhone to see if they yeah. had anything. And they have, the, the they have the GIF. I couldn't believe yeah. it. Of him just sitting there eating the yogurt or eating dessert alone. And I sent that to Jake today because we were quoting the movie back and forth. He was asking me what movie and he was dying. He was like, what a perfect gift. I had no idea. Um, Dude, so when we were in South Carolina a month ago or a month and a half ago, two months ago, whatever it was, they were like, they had these palm trees in the marshes that were alone, right? They were like not next to other trees. And I called them the Glansburg palms. <laughs> The Glansburg Palms. <laughs> the Glansburg. Stephen Glansburg. Can maybe eat alone like so, a fucking Stephen Glansburg. Just eating, eating the yogurt. Then I had like them running to see Carrie Hushins and like her boob job was oh like, my God, so funny. Right, so dude. subtly funny. The way that they, they just like, shoot get up, that, just, like they're dead, they're <laughs> dead faced. Like they're on a mission. <laughs> like Jonah they, Hill's they, face they is so set up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, it's like slapping God in the face for giving you a beautiful gift. <laughs> I just love like when he goes, "You're an organ donor." <laughs> it's like it's like the first glimpse of them being kind of funny, normal. Obviously, like they're cops. Like yeah, first time you see this, you're like, "All right, right. you guys can be like, like cops." And he goes, "You're an organ donor," and tells a joke organ about like donor. my wife always says, like even when you're dead, this will try to take your your heart away or something like that. Yeah, they still try to pull your um, heart out. I say it all the time. It's still fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had the obviously Bernard I talked about. Yeah. Um when uh when Bill Hader and Seth Rogan hit um Jonah Hill, like they're they kind of snap back in like the cop mode. And Bill Hader goes, You boys doing a bit of drinking tonight? Yeah, which is like the most cop thing to say, like when, when they pull someone over in that situation or whatever. You guys yeah, you doing a bit of drinking? On them. Yeah, <laughs> it's like an instance that a lot um, of kids, like a lot of kids in high school have been in where you know they get caught doing something 
whatever. And that's like, you know, that's exactly what the cop would say. And that's like Michael Sarah's oh, yeah. reaction and Jonah Hill's reaction is exactly how kids would react at that age because they're, they're just like so eerie. It's like eerie. Yeah. yeah. How like real yep. that is. Exactly. Um, Bo- Boogeyman. They played Boogeyman. The song's just really good. Oh, yeah. Reminds <laughs> me of the Patriots. Yeah. Shout out to a really good song. <laughs> <laughs> so I have Bill Hader ta- like singing Panama, like that whole scene where he's burning the car. And he's he's got it's just such gold there, and he plays like the nerdy like kind of dad figure like cop, um, and he's just got such like gold in that scene where he's like, he's like, can I shoot the gun? And he goes, I don't know, can you? I don't know, can you? And he just slowly gives him the gun. That whole scene's gold, but that's it. Really that's is. All, that's all I got for uh, <clears throat> stupid notes or Nick's dumb notes. notes. Good. I'm glad you brought him back this pod. Mm. I was extremely upset about Jaws. I think yeah. I let that be known on the pod, but okay. I, I was upset too. Yeah. You still, I mean, you you kind of sprinkled them in throughout, so it's not like you didn't have any, but still, it's it's always that was all up here. Yeah, the John, the Jaws. I've seen that so many times that it's all up in my head. <coughs> it's just a staple at this point, you know. Um, dumb notes, dude. Did you say a drinking buddy? Oh, uh, the Afro guy. The don't the make Afro this weird guy. guy. <laughs> yes, you did. And I like I had I had no intention of picking that guy. I just think like the last time, like this this last rewatch, I was like, that guy's actually hilarious. Mm. Like when I was really paying attention to the movie and like all the characters, like that guy is actually really fucking funny in that room. Yeah. But if hey, if that's it, um, I think that went really well. Uh, like I said, I love this movie. I know you and. Uh, Bill do as well, and we'll have to figure out what's next. We got a whole list of movies to talk about. Um, I know, you know, again, we've been wanting to do Mission Impossible, but we'll, we'll see. We got we a large list. I know we got to get Deshaun back on here. Tyler wants to come back on. Um, and uh, Alex Brandaris keeps talking about wanting to do dodgeball with us. Oh. So if we want to continue the dodgeball. The list of stupid comedies we could continue to do that one uh but we'll see nick always good to talk to you uh bill r.i.p green I dude his, i hope his set is going well bill's jamming right now man yeah bill's jamming right now uh so thank you all for listening and we'll we will be back uh with our next movie follow the instagram basement underscore cinema underscore pod and uh keep up to find out what we're doing next Thank you guys very much. Thanks, guys.